Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Meat and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. We're going to get into it today. We've got a lengthy... Well, it's not really lengthy. It'll probably be about 20 minutes long. Episode for you. I hope you all had a fabulous week. I hope you had a fabulous weekend in Ohio. Yesterday um, was a special election to vote yes or no on issue one. Issue one was theoretically to prevent... Uh, the Constitution of Ohio to be amended so easily. You needed a simple, you still need a simple majority to pass an amendment to the Constitution. This bill sought to make that more challenging by making the threshold 60% instead of 50. It also, um, I think, required more signatures in a certain number of counties and, and things of that. It, it's really doesn't matter anymore because the bill got shot down yesterday. The uh, there was a very heavy campaign, and I, I actually I think we're gonna pause because I want to talk about this, and then I want to get into how I think this reflects, you know, Republicans versus Democrats as a whole, and then I want to reflect on our founding fathers and the view of democracy because we consistently hear the phrase "our democracy," and um, that is that is a completely made up fake thing. That I, I think it's important to, to quash because um, the left would like to rewrite history and they love promoting America as a democracy because you see the, the left has the strategy where they're just allowing thousands and thousands of people to cross the border and then eventually will give them the right to vote or help them vote illegally and then they'll have the numbers. They know they have the numbers. They think they have the numbers, I guess I should say. So we're going to talk about that. Um, You know... But first, thank you for listening. Really do appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the things that you can do to help us out, we really would appreciate that greatly. Um, but anyways, issue one yesterday in Ohio, it, it got defeated. Now, there was a huge, huge push from special interest groups and, um, you know, these organizations that ex- like the ACLU and these organizations that exist mostly outside of the state. Um, Nancy Pelosi weighed in on it. I think Gavin Newsom did like all of these people who don't live in Ohio have never been to Ohio. And if they have, they've been here for maybe 15 minutes in Columbus. Um, you had a lot of faux celebrities like, uh, George Takai, who I, can you even count this man as a celebrity anymore? He was in star Trek a hundred years ago. He's known for being gay, I guess I, as what that, what is that worth? Nothing, but that's, that's what he's known for now. Um, and, he, you know, comments regularly on politics because he really doesn't have anything else to do. He doesn't offer much to society and has nothing else to do. So he throws his terrible opinion out there. Um, and uh, he spoke a lot about this. So you had a lot of outside of Ohio entities trying to sort of influence what happens in this state that they don't live in, which is typical. You see this a lot. Um, I'm even guilty of this a little bit in a sense that I was like really paying attention to Carrie Lake's election and Blake Masters election in Arizona. I don't live in Arizona, but I I really wanted them to win. Um, I've donated money to out of state candidates. So whatever. Okay. But you have a lot of these special interest groups. The funny thing is the argument for the bill, for the amendment was that we have a lot of special interest groups who are trying to infect Ohio and trying to influence our elections. So we need to protect our constitution from these special interest groups. Because if you think that elected officials are corruptible, which is why a lot of Republicans voted no for this, because they don't want to give corrupt politicians more power. I can sympathize with that. 
But if you think that our elected officials are easily corruptible, I would like you to take a second to reflect on the general populace over the last few years. Do you think that the people as a whole are less corruptible than the elected officials that we vote for? Or do you think we're more easily manipulated? Because I tend to think after the last few years and seeing how society can just be shaped and formed and directed with little to no pushback, um, I think that that to, you know that is way we are way more easily manipulated than the people we have representing us, especially if we were to pay attention and take care when choosing those people, but we can't even be trusted to do that. Uh, we want we we are the laziest. We want to put in the least amount of, of effort and be provided the most convenient way to vote. I think all of that is absolutely absurd. Voting should be hard. You should want to vote. You should have to sacrifice to vote because it matters. It's not an ease of access situation. We do too much to make your life convenient. And because of that, we as a society, we as a country suffer for it so that you can get fat and, and have access to whatever porn you want. Um, society suffers because of that. So anyways, this issue failed. And I could have predicted it because, again, you saw no signs everywhere. There was a big push in cities and all of the most sinful places in a state. There were giant pushes to get this thing knocked down. You know, you have a Democrat party that was way behind this and a Republican party that was just sort of there, as they always are. And 2024 now in the state of Ohio, at least, is going to be a huge battle for the unborn. Um, and I, I, I worry about that because you cannot trust conservatives to do anything. They, they just aren't. They just aren't going to. They, they, they are not passionate enough about their beliefs to sacrifice their convenient life. And I would say that some leftists aren't either, that a lot of them are just morons who watch CNN and then regurgitate what they hear. That's why they all hate Trump, but they don't know why. They just hate him. Um, but a lot of conservatives just won't put the effort in. They might put the money in, but they won't put the effort in. They're not going to go knock doors. They're not going to call voters. They're not going to go pick up voters and drive them to the polls. They're not going to do this stuff because conservatives just want to be left alone for the most part. They, they would rather not get involved. Now, they'll lose their country because of that, right? And their convenient lives that they care about so much are going to be gone in 10 years because they decided not to fight. Because, you know, they care about their job too much to speak up or they this, that, and the other. And I can certainly sympathize with that as somebody who works for a company that doesn't share my values with people who don't share my values. You, you don't want to be alienated. And I can certainly, I can certainly sympathize with that. Um, but we are going to lose and states that are red, you know, they might still vote for Donald Trump overwhelmingly, but they're not going to look like the states that you would expect a Donald Trump or a conservative or a whatever state to look like. Right. Um, in Kansas, a, uh, an abortion bill passed. Now you would ask yourself, Kansas has got to be one of the like reddest states in the country. How does an abortion bill passed? Because again, conservatives just don't care they don't really believe in in their morals a lot of them they'll say it they'll go to church on sunday they'll say it out loud when they're in a room with people who agree with them 
but they don't care enough to fight. And you see this time and time again. And so I predict abortion will become part of the state constitution in Ohio in November because conservatives aren't going to do it. And, and, and the Republican Party does no, um, they do nothing to influence this. They also just kind of sit back, let the Democrats do whatever they want. Every bill the Republicans try to pass is just a bill to slow Democrats down. It never really does anything. I mean, you can see this. Take a look at the national stage right now. You see all of these prosecutors going after Trump, but where are the Republican uh, attorney generals going after Democrats? We don't fight fire with fire because we want to be the stand-up people. We want to be, we want to play fair. We want to play ball. Um, but the reality is that we're playing a different game than they are, and they're outplaying us at every facet. Uh, if this were uh, baseball, you know, we're we're pitching to try to keep the lead down, but they're scoring runs. We're not putting runs on the board. We don't care about scoring runs. We just wanna we just wanna keep their runs at a minimum. You know, we know we're going to get beat, so let's get beat by one or two runs, not ten. And that's absurd. What a loser mentality. But seriously, just like watch Republicans. Just like read their tweets. Do any of them sound like they're fighting for anything? Even the people who like, I think are doing a really good job. People like Jim Jordan, who I think for the most part, I didn't like him on the budget. He kind of pissed me off when he just like caved in on the budget. But even Jim Jordan like does a pretty good job, okay? Um, for the most part, but even he just writes strongly worded letters and, and doesn't really do anything. The Republican party doesn't do anything. And this is why I find it so funny when the left tries to paint the Republican party as this, like this, like devil that's going to take their rights away. No, they're not. Republicans don't do anything. They're not going to do anything. You have nothing to worry about lefties. Republicans will do nothing. Um, and so this is why things like the amendment yesterday in Ohio lose. And this is why across the country, these amendments lose because the left is willing to put in the groundwork and the right just wants to sit at home with their family. And you can't blame them. Sounds nice. But what home are you going to have left? You know, when your daughter, when you're afraid to send your daughter to college because you're afraid she's going to come back your son. That's not a world that's like worth just conserving, right? Like what are, in 2023, what are we conserving exactly? What is it about the, the current state of society in 2023 that you, you want to conserve? Um, the godlessness? The abuse of children? The constant rebuking of traditional values? Are all of these things like what matter to you? Okay. But on a grander scale, like I said, you can see this. Republicans do nothing and Democrats continue to, to act. And it's, it's like, we should really take, like, we should really use them as an example for like things we should be doing, right? Like rules for radicals, like read the, read it. And then, like, think about how we can use some of those strategies to try to, like, I don't know, push traditional values. Because sitting on the sideline and going, well, people are going to realize this is ridiculous. It isn't working. Just when you think we're going to hit someone's breaking point, we don't. Like, if COVID wasn't everybody's breaking point, what is going to be the breaking point? If locking people in their houses and 
bankrupting the, their businesses isn't like the breaking point that causes people to like want a revolution, then what what's going to be that? That's what I would ask you. What is it, huh? Oh, jailing your 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 political leaders, jailing jailing you. Well, the January six people have been in jail and they haven't been treated very fairly, and no one seems to care. So, I I just ask like, what is it that's going to to rise the populace up to fight back against this corrupt elitism that's that's trying to steal our future? Ponder that for a second. Sit and think about that. Now, one of the campaigns, one of the big pushes for this is democracy. We have to protect democracy. You hear this a lot, mostly from the left, um, sometimes from people on the right. But it's become a term that I now view suspiciously. Like if somebody says, oh, we need to preserve or save democracy or so-and-so is a threat to our democracy. I always kind of look and I go, what are you talking about? Um, what are you talking about? Um, you know. So... I don't like that phrase, but I don't, you know, our founding fathers didn't like it either. We are not a democracy. I mean, you know, you hear this all the time. It's absolutely true. We were not set up to be a democracy. Like our, our founding fathers loathed democracies because they saw the, the tyranny that exists in the majority, right? You essentially get mobs. Um, it was, it was James Madison when drafting the constitution, he wanted to avoid the fate of ancient modern confederacies because he believed that what happens is when you have mob rule mobs succumb to demagogues okay mobs can be manipulated and then used for violent purposes take a look at how the world take a look at okay take a look at it now right you constantly hear protect our democracy and what do we have well the left would have you to believe that on the right you have this mob of maga maniacs and on the left, you have Antifa, separate mobs that are just vying for power. You can read the Federalist Papers and you can see how, and John Jay and Alexander Hamilton, by the way, but you can see how they really didn't like the idea of democracy because democracy leads to tyranny of the majority. And when you read the, like, when you read the, like, words of leftists, this is exactly what they try to take advantage of. Because they push the idea of majority rule. Because they think they're the majority. But you see, why Madison and Hamilton didn't like mobs is because they thought that mobs are easily corruptible. Now, I would argue that society as a whole is pretty darn easily corruptible. We're manageable when you threaten our day-to-day -day life. We don't like that. Nobody likes that. So, you know, you consistently hear this, but but you have to remember our founding fathers did not did not like the term democracy.
democracy is it's important to allow the people to have a voice but to say that we are organized as a direct democracy is the end of minority rights period and it is the introduction of mob rule in this country the people choose their representatives and their representatives do the job of the people But allowing the people to put anything they want in the Constitution is a recipe for disaster. Now, I trust me. I am a huge proponent of giving the people the power. Because I think firmly that the people are run the country and the government works for the people. We don't have that in this country anymore. But I'm also not immune to the idea that the majority of people are very very stupid even people who are smart you know they're very stupid in other ways so you could you could know people who code and coders are pretty smart people but they can be very socially stupid Right. I mean, you probably like there. You probably know a lot of these people like they work in IT. They're very good at like quantitative data and they're very good at like coding and they can solve problems pretty well. But put them in a room of people and they're going to melt like an ice cube because they're not very socially aware. They're very socially awkward. Right. Um, and there's a lot of people like that. So from its base, like from from just using words that really don't apply, but you're using them, right? Like those would be people who are sort of like stunted socially. Okay. Now take those same people and then start talking to them about politics and they may not know what's going on and they may be very easily manipulated because smart people are actually easier to manipulate usually than stupid people because smart people tend to have egos and it's very easy to stroke an ego. Okay, or they overestimate just how smart they are, leading them to be susceptible to manipulation because they don't address the gaps in their knowledge. Because they think they're so smart. Now, you know, again, save our democracy. And doesn't that just sound like something that a tyrant would say? Don't tyrants don't usually come to you and go listen i'm an evil son of a bitch and i really just want power and i think you should vote for me because i'll get power and i want power so you should vote for me so that i have that power no they're gonna dress up everything they do in the most beautiful flowers so that you want to embrace it but we have to be smarter and we have to read into these things and then we have to think bigger picture like You can't just take everything on its base as it is because that's not true in the game of politics. Politics is power. And power... Power is something way bigger than what it appears on the surface. Humans seek power. Evil men seek power. And they will do anything to get it. Think back to to high school. Okay, put yourself back in high school and you had all these hormones raging in your body and you didn't know what to do with them. 
and you like this girl, but she didn't really like you. And you're sitting in your room and you're listening to whatever the hell it is you listen to. I don't know, Pearl Jam. And all you can think to yourself is I would do anything to get this girl. Think of the stupid fights you got in in high school with other boys over girls. Girls that don't mean anything to you now. But they were everything to you then. That's how these politicians think. Imagine how you would feel if someone were trying to take your family away from you. You value your family a lot. You would do anything to protect them. Well, there are people out there who feel that way about power. Power is their family. It's the only thing they care or lust after. And lust is an incredibly powerful driver. That's why people get addicted to it. It drives people mad. It's easy to go surface level on a lot of this stuff and argue about policy with people. This is why the Ron DeSantis Trump thing is so funny to me, because Ron DeSantis obviously wins when it comes to policy. It's like he does an incredible job as governor of Florida. Okay. Now, we don't know foreign policy how he would do. Again, I've said this a thousand times. I don't like how he talks about Ukraine. I think that's the number one issue. But on the policy level, like it's 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 like aces versus 10-2 off suit. Like the aces obviously have the clear advantage. And this is why the DeSantis people, I think, don't get the Trump people. Because they're like, what are you doing? Look at DeSantis. But it's not about policy, is it? We don't vote based on policy. No one does. Even Republicans who say they do, they don't all the way vote on policy. They also vote on like morals and feelings and good versus evil and all these things that you just can't quantify. Like you can't quantify the fact that there are people who are going to vote for Donald Trump because they think that we live in a narrative and the narrative would, would, if this were a movie, Donald Trump would absolutely win in 2024. And if you don't think people are voting because of stuff like that, you don't understand people. You need to go meet a few more of them. People will absolutely vote for that. They'll vote against Trump because they see him as the villain in the movie and they'll do anything to stop the villain. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's a bigger villain on the other side. They don't, they, they can't see that. They see Trump as the villain. He's the villain in their story and they need to do everything to stop him. People live their lives as if they're like fairy tales. That is absolutely hundred percent true. And I don't mean just LARPing as a princess. I mean, literally they live their life like it's a book and they will make decisions based on the like fiction that they read because they feel like, oh, well, this is a story and I need to do X and Y because that's exactly what would happen in the book. I'm not kidding. There are people who live their lives like that. You probably know a few. If you thought about it, you you probably are one. Like I'm probably one. I'm influenced in ways I don't even I don't even comprehend. You know what I mean? Like that's probably true. But anyways, I wanted to make this because I, I you know, this Ohio thing yesterday, like I voted yes. And I understand the fight that's coming in November. And I think it's an incredibly important fight for the state, um, for the unborn, uh, which I think is a worthy cause. And so, yeah, I voted yes. And I'm kind of sad that it didn't pass. And now we're going to have to work really hard in November for the unborn, um, uh, because that's our calling. That's what Jesus wants us to do. And that is what we're going to do. Um, uh, but some people won't, many people won't, they'll sit at home and talk about how they're pro-life, but they won't donate a dime. And they won't donate five minutes of their time. But we're going to have to do that, man. If we want to win, we need to start playing the, the game um, that the left is playing. And that becomes very important. 
anyways i'm gonna end it here everybody and i i want to thank you for listening again i it's easy to be black pilled right now and i know that because i'm sort of one of those people i feel myself being like very black pilled but you also have to understand that god put us here for a reason we are here for a reason. We are here for a time such as this. And that is why God put us on this earth right now. We are, we have a calling. And I think, how can we lose when we are on the side of righteousness? Thanks everybody for listening. I'll see you all next time.